and welcome to the Hippod. My name is Downsy. I am here with my co-presenters of this potentially award-winning podcast, potentially, at this current stage. Uh, from the Bristol Hippodrome, uh, JC and Kyle, welcome back to the Mustard Chairs, everybody. Yay! In the Mustard Chairs. Yay! Yay. And I'm also no longer COVID Kyle. I know. I'm so glad to be free. He's cured. <laughs> I'm cured. He's released. Yeah, I'm released. Um, you don't look any different. <laughs> yeah, I'm still pink and rosy and sweating. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're not grey anymore. <laughs> How is your sense of smell? Because loads of people, don't they have a issue with sense of smell after COVID? Yeah, I didn't have that. I didn't have any of the taste or, or, or mm. smell issues. I was actually all right. Mm. It's just, it was... I just was in bed for two days. I mean, that sounds great, <laughs> kind of. So I mean. It was probably my body telling me I needed to take a break. That's what I'm taking it as. The hippodrome <laughs> just works you too hard. <laughs> That's the problem. There's probably a, there's probably a suit. We could probably do a legal thing. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Absolutely not. The hippodrome treats me wonderfully. Thank you. <laughs> uh, um, well, welcome for a, a, another fantastic podcast where we delve into the world of theatre and the arts. We talk to the big stars. We get the behind-the-scenes gossip. And if you've never heard the hippod before, we have a bit of a laugh doing it as well. We make each other laugh anyway. I don't yeah, know. Definitely. At least we make each other laugh. That's yeah. the main point. Exactly. Um, today's guest on the podcast is in a show called Greatest Days. This is the musical which is based around fans of Take That and they reunite and well perhaps to tell us more about it we should welcome one of the stars should we yeah. yes I let's think so. welcome please rachel marwood who's with us welcome rachel so tell us all about greatest days then in your own words rachel it's a fun show with an, a bit of an uh, emotional roller coaster journey as well so it's about we start off meeting these group of 16 year old girls who are united in friendship by their love of a boy band um and then tragedy strikes uh, i won't spoil it for you but um we then cut to 25 years later the girls haven't seen each other since and they reunite to go and see the boys on tour again Oh, presumably there's drama. What was that noise? So, so much drama. <laughs> it's, it's a typical, it's a typical Tim Firth play in that it's really funny and really warm and really northern. But it's definitely, you know, it has you laughing one minute and and you know grabbing the tissues for a, a little bit of a, a teary moment the next minute. Yeah, there's there's a bit of drama, but you know, it's also we've then got the soundtrack to take that as well. So we've got these like brilliant songs that that basically sort of underscore all the drama and underscore all the laughs which is which is just gorgeous well i'm sold <laughs> <laughs> apologies for the laughing there it was the noise that danzy made just what did I make? What did oh. I <laughs> he was very intrigued i think i think he was very well, intrigued by I expected the show you to start twiddling a mustache or something it was fantastic <laughs> that's exactly what i'm picturing uh, brilliant. anyway sorry back to the I'll, I'll ask a question now get us back on track um <laughs> So a lot of people who listen to our podcast, they're people who are sort of interested in the industry and everything like that. So it's just, um, yeah. what was the audition process like to get the role of Heather? Do you know, it was a really quick one for this one. I mean, I've been through audition processes where I've been in eight, nine, ten times, you know, recalled and recalled to only then not get the job at the end of it, which is torturous. <laughs> but with this one, it was literally a first round. We've got four older women in, in the sort of the group. So I initially went in 
to audition uh, for Zoe. They immediately decided that that was the wrong casting, which is absolutely right. Uh, and then they recalled <laughs> me to play um, Rachel. And so I went to the recall and then they were like, actually, can you sight read Heather? So sight read Heather, we went out the room again and then they brought uh, myself, Jamie, who's now playing Claire and Holly, who, who's playing uh, Zoe all in to read together with me reading as Heather and uh, and that's that was the, the mix that happened and then we, we had um, our gorgeous Kim Marsh playing Rachel and, um, and we've now got Jennifer Ellison joining us as Rachel. Like because if you went into that room and you you read the script and you knew that wasn't right for you is it difficult then sometimes to say actually no hold on a minute I need to I need to not carry on with this or do you think as a performer actually you can do anything do you, do you see what I mean? Do you see yeah, what I'm asking? It's a tricky one. I think definitely when I first started out in the industry, I think I was go. I think I looked different to actually what my sort of character type was, and so I'd go in for a lot of sort of princessy parts, and that's not my vibe at all. I'm very much a character actress and a comedy actress, and and I just did. I didn't say anything, and I just sort of tried to mould myself into what they wanted me to be. And at the end of the day, somebody else is going to be that better than I'm going to be that. So now I just try in and try and go in. And even if it's not, if I feel like it's not the right casting for me, rather than trying to mold myself into something that I'm not, I try and just give them my take on that character. And then hopefully they they see that, oh, actually, there's a different character that she'd be right for. Or that I'm just not right for that part, and you know that's fine. Like I say, somebody else is just going to do that better than me, so that part probably wouldn't go my way anyway. So yeah, try that. I try that, but I've not, I've not really got the level of confidence yet to. I'd love to say that I could just go. Actually, guys, I'd really like to be seen for this. But... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Still, twenty something years into the business, I'm still sort of. I still don't do that. <laughs> so you talk obviously a little bit just there about how, you know there's kind of an element to yourself in the characters that you play or you know that kind of type of it if there is such a thing as a type um so what is it about the character that you play in this that you connect with on that kind of level (laughs) like what is it about your character that you're like yep i understand that completely and that's you know that's the thing that makes you go yeah i understand this i understand this person yeah really good question um so i play heather who is very much sassy confident (laughs) takes the joke a bit too far pushes buttons pushes boundaries but does it in in a very warm and um kind of cheeky way Mm. when i first sight read in the audition of course i'd not read the full script so sort of got this little chunk of comedy monologue and just was like okay i'll i'll i can sort of gauge that she's a very confident character so Mm. i'll go full pelt with that um and then when you get into the rehearsal room obviously you you know you're then pulling your character this way and pulling it that to sort of mold into where it should be within the story but with heather i think i really i really love her and and i think it's really important she definitely some bits in the script where she really takes the joke a bit too far sometimes and i think if it's played in a certain way it, it could come across as quite sort of a, a bit mean mm. so I don't know I, I think I probably push a joke a bit too <laughs> 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 definitely hard relate to that um, and so I think 
putting a lot of warmth in there and a lot of sort of mischievous energy into, into it means that the audience are on her side and she's sort of the lovable loud mouth as opposed to, you know, the sort of it girl mean one. Mm. We have younger versions of ourselves as well. Oh, so yeah, the, fir- yeah. the first sort of half an hour of the show is, is our 16-year-old selves. So Kitty Harris, who plays younger Heather, so younger me, sets it up beautifully. You know, she sort of comes on and looks like this perfect it girl with all the guys and doing all of this but she plays it with with such heart and with such comedy that it sets it up perfectly so that when I come on the audience already loves the character which is which is great I wish that had been everywhere after the job is done for you (laughs) exactly (laughs) and I guess the other thing that you have in kin with the audience that are watching is this love of take that and the band and you know there are some absolute huge songs in this show aren't there Oh my gosh, there really are. Yeah, I mean, you've got all the like the old school stuff. Obviously, Prey is in there. Um, uh, Relight my fires in there. Back for good is probably my favourite moment in the show. It's it's gorgeous. Um, a million love songs, which is a lot of everyone's favourite, and Alex who sings it is just stunning. Um, but then we've also got you know Rule the World and the Flood and Patience. So there's a real sort of back catalogue of the older stuff versus the later stuff and obviously the show is opens in 1993 and then we cut to 25 years later so i mean there's not many bands you could do that with really is there where <laughs> they have hits back then and now so. yeah that's true actually and um with such huge bands like take that obviously they have some really like die hard fans and we're just wondering <laughs> have you got any sort of funny stories from mega fans who've come to stage door and asked you to like sign anything weird and wonderful or have you had any experiences along those lines do you know i haven't actually maybe that's all to come no we've got (laughs) the most incredible fan base people literally travel all over the country just last week one of our fans tj had come down to cheltenham from hull and she'd seen she'd seen the show um, in its last making, when it was called a band, she saw it thirty something times, and wow. this time yeah. she's seen it. I don't know how many times as well. So it's really lovely. We we come to know these people, and you know it's lovely. We sort of when we turn up on on our our sort of tech day, opening day, and they're there at you know two o'clock in the afternoon at stage door, sort of waiting for us. And it feels like old friends have joined us. It's really nice. That's impressive. That the, is. the same thing happens yeah. to Kyle when people find out that <laughs> Kyle's working. They. they they hang out at the stage door. Oh, Kyle, Kyle, can you just come and sign this for me, please? Yeah, when there's a bald man on stage, they automatically assume that I'm that bald man on stage. That's that's what that is. Uh, my claim to fame and is that you- I have signed things before coming out of stage door when people don't know that you're not on the show. And sometimes just it's just easier. It. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, sure, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll be a war horse. It's fine. Yeah. Not a problem. Cool. <laughs> it's, worth, it's worth negative pounds. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kyle, who has, in your Hippodrome experience, had the most attention at the stage door? Who have there been the most fans for at the Hippodrome? I mean, it has to be Sir Ian McKellen. Yeah, that was like, pretty intense, wasn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, he... Yeah, he, Jason Donovan, a, a Jason close Donovan, fellow, I'd yeah, say. that yeah, you're very right. Yeah. And Craig Revel Hallwood, really? um, oh, yeah, yeah. Those, those those three kind of were the biggest ones. Ian McKellen was um, 
more kind of gifts that was the mm, biggest thing yeah, lots of we would have bags and bags and bags of mail <laughs> and his assistant <laughs> like there's one assistant <laughs> whose entire job is to just go through that stuff and and sort of pass things on yeah, to take the, um, the weird stuff out and, and to pass yeah. the nice stuff yeah. on <laughs> yeah there was a painting there was a painting that was delivered to the hippodrome that was made by a fan which was one of those things where we were I'm like Ooh, someone, it wasn't made of blood just saying no 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 it wasn't anything strange like that no it's a very impressive painting yeah it was fantastic the one I'm thinking of anyway was brilliant the one I'm thinking of oh I love all that stuff Love it. But Rachel, this is not something that you're unaccustomed to, is it? Because you've been in the business for a long time. As a teenager, you were in a Blues Brothers tribute band. You gigged around the north. So, I mean, this is you're you an old hand at this. <laughs> well, actually, I didn't. J- JC did it, but anyway, it makes me look good. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, that was my first ever job. I lied and told them I was 18. I was only 18 at the time. Brilliant. <laughs> I've always, I've always looked uh, about thirty, so they just believed me, and cra- we cracked on. Oh, that's brilliant! So this touring life is something that that you know you're used to. However, on top of the normal touring life, you're touring with your son, who's how old? I am. He'll be two. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, Aww. really soon, actually. Yeah, while we're while we're with you guys in Bristol, he's two. Yeah, so it's a wild one. Um, yeah, so my brilliant partner has put his career on hold to do the full-time daddying and um so they could both come with us which is i mean what an absolute privilege and we were sort of slightly worried thinking how is this going to go you know he might hate it and then what are we going to (laughs) do but he's um he's a malleable little kid and he's absolutely thriving of course he loves all the cast no. And they all love him. And for me, it's great. It's like having a crash. You know, yeah. they're like dying to play with him every time I bring him in. Um, we had our, our brilliant drummer, Dave, give him a little, um, a little drum lesson in the orchestra pit in uh, the Wales Millennium Centre, which oh, is wow. the most it, uh, incredible theatre. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was, a, that was a bit of a tearful moment for me, sort of thinking, oh, like, wow, like, what an insane experience before you've even turned to. Tra- training <laughs> them young as well. What I'm getting yeah. feeling, yeah. Of, you know, you've got the tour exactly. life at the, at the age of two. You'll be absolutely fine. Yeah, though. he'll be bringing in the bacon on the next. Day. <laughs> sure will, yeah. Yeah. We'll have him playing bass or something. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just sort of proof that you know, because everybody thinks this touring life, you know, it's a single life, and uh, if you if you're a family person, then it's not going to work. But you're you're really making this work for you. It's great to hear. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, honestly, when um, you know, I'd wanted kids for a while, and so. When we decided to go, okay, you know, now's the time. Let's let's try and have a baby. I was sort of resigned to thinking, okay, I'm, I'm sort of limiting myself a bit here, and mm-hmm. um, you know, I won't be able to tour anymore. Or I won't be able to do this and that and the other. And actually, it's it's been incredible, and and it's it's worked out better than I could have ever imagined. That's amazing. You've also been quite impressive and not sat on your laurels during the COVID times, unlike myself, <laughs> who just sat there and did absolutely nothing for two years. Because um, you actually went and got yourself a master's in psychology. Is that correct? I did. Yeah, I've actually just got it all through the other day. I just got my well, results through and everything. Congratulations. Yeah. Well done. Thank you very well done. much. Just so, a casual master's of science. Yeah, just a casual Easy breezy. I guess, so I guess my question is, is obviously, you know, that's diving into the psychology of human beings and of Obviously, characters are based yeah. around the idea of human exactly. beings. How has that influenced you now coming back into the industry now that you've got this master's under your belt? I feel like it actually helped me 
study the masters i feel it's something i've always been interested in and i I never have had the time because you know like (laughs) working or doing whatever yeah and then covid came along and i had lots and lots of time (laughs) (laughs) and um so yeah decided you know now's the time to do something like this and yeah i always approach uh, a character from i think everybody i'm sure or most actors approach a character from you know where their background is and where you know what where all of that lies and i think that's especially true of this show actually because you know we see our 16 year old selves and it's that sort of classic thing of you know you have all these hopes and dreams and who you think you are at 16 and where you change and how you grow and where you end up which is never where you think you're going to end up you know <laughs> yeah. whether that be for good reasons or bad reasons you know um it's always on a different path and so actually this job was a brilliant one to sort of i literally finished uh, my dissertation and handed it in um three days before i started rehearsal so it was, it was wow. good timing <laughs> wow. 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 you are organized i could never wild <laughs> I, could never. I am impressed <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I feel like um, I'm going to need a good sleep after this job has finished. <laughs> a well-deserved sleep, yes. So I guess my final question would be, with all this knowledge that you have and you know experience in the industry and everything like that, if you had one tip for anyone looking to get into the theatre industry, what would that be? Oh, gosh. Do it with a baby. <laughs> Do it, yeah, yeah, guys. It's dead easy. Yeah. Sounds oh. it. <laughs> easy life with all these cast members that are doing your crack. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'll tell you, last week was a prime example of, I'm not just like verging away from your question, last week my partner calls me during the interval and I was like, what's, he never calls me during the interval, what's going on, he calls me, he's like, don't worry, but we're just on our way to A&E, oh. I was like, what, and he's like, yeah, he's fallen and, and cut his chin open, oh, so I had to do the second yes. half thinking oh, what is happening and then as soon as the show was done I ripped the microphone out of my hair so whoever was there that night I'm very sorry I didn't do stage door at all I legged it out of there and got myself turn up and he's covered in blood and absolutely fine smiling at me <laughs> oh, of course <laughs> glued him back together but yeah that's the, the classic oh, classic parent life isn't it mm. but yeah one tip I think it's, it's what I sort of touched on earlier about being sort of true to yourself know who you are as an actor know what you've got to offer and what you do better than everybody else and I wish I'd done that more in my 20s um I think as soon as I did start doing that I worked much more um and I think like being able to have an have an agent who you can really have that conversation with as well and ask them what you're going in for but also what part you're going in for because sometimes what you look like isn't necessarily who you are as an actor and what Mm. you have to give so it's having an agent that really knows you as well and makes sure they're pushing you for what you will do best as opposed to you know sort of what you look like as a character Mm. because of course all a casting director sees or a director sees is your headshot so they're going off off that and if you're new to the industry and you've not got much on your cv they can't even sort of see oh she played rosie mamma mia so then she she clearly can do comedy and she Mm. can do this and she's of this type so yeah i think being true to yourself and having a good team around you who know you and know what you can do is um is important solid advice fantastic advice right (laughs) one one last thing uh kyle favorite take that song Oh no! Uh, <laughs> uh, 
that you should see the panic in his face. Oh God! Honestly, there's tears in his eyes. We've, I think I feel we've gone down a boulevard that's oh, that's a one way street. Here. I've now like quickly googled. Well, all right, Rachel. I just want you back for good. That. that oh well, that yeah, one. back for good. That's that is great. great. What's uh, the actual forget. title of the one? Which is like. Forget where you're coming from. Never forget. Oh, that never one. forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never forget. I like that one. That's a good one. Uh, Rachel. That's a good moment in the in, with the audience as well, and we do that in a sort of mega mix at the end. And yeah. yeah. It's quite wild to have like that. You know, sometimes a couple of thousand people on their feet with their arms in the air screaming. Yeah. No! Exactly. Yeah, in that exact tone. Yeah. Uh, everybody with their tongues out. Yeah. <laughs> Glasses of wine falling on the floor. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's just a normal night at the Hippodrome, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> certainly is in the office. Uh, <laughs> That's what I meant. Uh, Rachel, it's been fantastic talking to you. Uh, Greatest Days comes to the Bristol Hippodrome from Monday the 11th to Saturday the 16th of September. Tickets as ever at atgtickets.com. We better let you get back to the baby, had we? Yeah. Yeah. We've definitely got oh, overtime. I'm going for a little massage before I get Ooh. Ooh. Oh, oh, I know. Oh, Treat yourself. This is what having a baby is like. Swim <laughs> me up. <laughs> Sounds fantastic. Uh, Mum life. Love it. Uh, Rachel Marwood, good luck with the rest of the tour. Thanks for being on the Hip Hop. Thank you so much, guys. See you later, bye. Thank you, Rachel. Yeah, that mum life sounds like it's for me. Yeah. Massages, massages, Massage, get to take people, yeah, that get to drum lessons. Maybe not the trip to A and E. Yeah, that was a bit. I, I would have been panicking. Yeah, I think I would have waited to call maybe after the show. Yeah, yeah, but, but then you also got to remember. Imagine finding out after. Well, the show, yeah, you can't really. Win, I would have yelled you? at him. Mm, I would have yelled true. at my husband yeah, for yeah. that. <laughs> See, you can't win. There's no winning scenario. Yeah, right. <laughs> there's no you're winning right. scenario with that one. <laughs> uh, that concludes this episode of the Hip Hop. Thank you very much, as ever, to Access creative college uh, who have hosted us today in this wonderful room with mustard chairs and to producer will who's in the box as ever well done he's giving us a little wave on behalf of uh, myself and my lovely crew here we'll wish you goodbye for now bye, bye.